Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast, and on today's episode, we are talking human design. Now, to some people who have checked this out, it might sound a little bit woo, but actually there's some science behind it. And I think that's probably why I have been attracted to it because I am I do like the science, I gotta admit. But at the same time, I have been drawn into the woo world, so I don't know. Maybe I'm not the right person to talk to, but um, yeah, human design is, um, is really specific to you and your personality and you as a person, basically. And we're going to dive into, um, you know, you can get a chart of this, by the way. If you go to myhumandesign.com, um, you can get a chart. You need to uh, put in your name, uh, your place, birthplace, and your specific time of birth. And once you do that, you get a chart. And on that chart, you get a lot of information. We're talking about what that all means, basically. What and all of that information in the chart. Not everything goes super deep. We only have four or five minutes. So, you know, there's only so much we can go through. But I think we cover a lot of the basics that you need to understand. And um, honestly, any of this resonates with you. I highly recommend that you really check it out. Because I feel like this is something that can fast track you through life, uh, through business. Because it's so specific to you as a person. To me, it's honestly been eye-opening. I chose to have a reading with um, Sean Nicole Murphy that we're going to talk to today. I mean, everything that she said was like, oh my God, are you seriously been watching me this entire time? I mean, it was so crazy how accurate it was. So I highly recommend checking this out. I really hope you enjoy this episode because I know this has been something that has changed everything for me. Suddenly everything feels normal with me. <laughs> Nothing is, you don't feel like there's something wrong with you anymore because it all makes sense. Finally. So enjoy this episode. And if you do find this interesting and you did enjoy it, please share it with me, whether you send me a DM on Instagram or you share it episode on Instagram. I don't care what you do, but let me know if you found this episode valuable and if it changed your perspective on you and how you should be living your life. So Let's dig into the episode. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast. Welcome to the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Westgar, and today we're going to talk about human design. Uh, this is a topic that I find really interesting. Um is definitely a rabbit hole. Gladly, I'm having someone help <laughs> to help me with the going through this. Um, I was done a reading with her. Uh, welcome, Sean Nicole Murphy. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's an honor to have you here. And like I said, you know, we've been doing a reading, and um, like I said, you know, human design is a rabbit hole that you can really get sucked into. Um, but before we jump into any of this, I would love for you to just tell us who you are, who you help, and how you help people. Of course, yeah. So I'm Sean. I'm from Orange County, California, and I'm a human design practitioner and also a clairvoyant healer. So um, clairvoyance is basically just using your intuition through 
through the third eye. Um, so I incorporate intuition into all of my human design readings. But basically what I do is help people understand their human design because it is so complex. Um, I always say the first time I saw the chart, I was like, this is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. <laughs> um, and it is complicated, but um, I just love to make it as simple and applicable as possible for people. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk more about it, but really yeah. what made me fall in love with the system is it's so practical and um, it just helps us immediately learn to live in the way that's true to us. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I basically help people understand their human design. And I always say, what makes us better business owners makes us better partners and parents and friends. So it's really about enhancing our life um, on every level. And yeah, so that's what I do. Um, yeah, you mentioned that, you know, um, it's, it's, well, when we did a reading, I wanted to specifically discuss, you know, the business side of it, how can I use this for my business, but obviously it can be used for a lot of things, which is not just the business, but you know, the personal life as well, and tons of other stuff, obviously. Yeah. But why don't you start off by explaining what human design is essentially? Yeah, so it's the science of our aura. So that's why it's so helpful for everything. Because whether or not you're spiritual or woo, um, we do have auras. And so we have energy that's um, surrounding us at all times. So it's the science of how to work with our unique energetic aura and um, kind of like the blueprint of our soul. So mm -hmm. it shows you when you look up your chart, you have nine different energy centers. Some of those correspond to the seven chakras. Some of them are slightly different. Um, and it basically is showing you how you can use your unique energy in the most powerful way. Um, and it goes really deep. It will tell you about how you're meant to like digest food and the environment that best brings out your genius. Um, but at its core, it's basically a system to understand your energy and how to use your aura most effectively. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people might think that this sounds really woo and is a bit out there. But honestly, once I kind of jumped a little bit into it and started just I mean, I was just looking at the basics, but it was crazy how accurate those things were and how it resonated with me. And just like, oh my God, this is so me. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm a very like skeptical person. I think mm -hmm. I'm like, I have the channel of logic in my chart. Like I'm a very um, logical thinker, but what's cool about human design is like when you go more in depth, like it is a science, you know, and mm -hmm. even the work of people like Dr. Joe Dispenza and like understanding that where we have chakras, where we have energy centers, we have more, um, like it's all been proven by science. So yeah. it makes a lot of sense. And people will make jokes. They're like, oh my God, are you like following me around? And I'm like, no, I'm just <laughs> reading your your energy and it is a science. So that's why it's so accurate. Yeah. And I think that's part of, probably a part of what attracted me is that there is a science behind it. So it's not just totally woo, but I got to be honest, you know, after meeting James Wedmore, I've become a little bit more woo. So, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, it, I mean, there's nothing wrong with believing something that if it makes you feel better anyway, why not do it? I mean, yeah, no and that. absolutely. And now that I mean, I've, I've become super woo and, and now I incorporate <laughs> intuition into my readings, but I have the same thought process as you. I'm like, look, yeah. if spirituality makes you feel better, like, why not feel better? Yeah, you know? why not? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so where do people start out to figure out, you know, uh, what kind of um, uh, personality they have or, you know, just getting started with human design? 
Yeah. So the first part of the chart is the energy type. So, um, and you want to get your chart. So Mm -hmm. I did my training through someone named Jenna Zoe, um, and her website is myhumandesign.com. That's my favorite place to get your human design chart just because, um, it does give more information than other, um, current sites. So I recommend going to myhumansign.com, putting in your birth info. So you do need time, location, and date. But if you don't have the exact time, um, I still recommend seeing if you can get a rough time and putting in um, different times. Because sometimes, for example, the energy type, which is the main part of the chart, that Mm. won't change over the span of like six hours. So even if you don't know the exact moment, you can find your energy type. Um, But yeah, you can generate your chart online and then that will show you all of the main parts of the chart. Yeah. And that could, once you get that chart, it can look a little bit, wow, what is all this? You get a whole map of your body with, you know, circles or triangles and lines and all that stuff. But uh, I mean, that's, if you're going into that rabbit hole, that's like, a whole nother level you're going really deep with that but uh you have something that's a little bit more um easy to get into which is the energy type and personality and all that stuff yeah definitely um so the main part main pieces are energy type the strategy and the authority so each energy type has what's called a strategy this is the way we attract more opportunities into our life. Um, It's very, very fascinating because it's kind of contrary to what a lot of us have been taught. Um, So, you know, as manifesting generators and generators, we're here to respond to life. That's our strategy. Um, So that's the second piece. And then the third major piece is the authority. And this is how we're meant to make decisions. Also fascinating because we all have a unique way that we are designed to make decisions. Um, Mm. And then the profile also, as I'd say, the, the other big thing. So all of that will be given to you on your chart. And then if however you're called to find more information, if that's through the the internet, I do think the internet, um, the information about human design is like a little bit, not inaccurate, but you want to be careful. And I always say like, whatever resonates great, whatever doesn't just ignore. Um, mm. So lots of different ways. You can buy courses, you can, of course, book a reading with a practitioner. Um, and yeah, choose to dive into the information, however feels most aligned for you. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I started out by just reading stuff online. And yeah, it, it seems to be fitting what I found. But yeah, I would recommend people just getting a reading because it's so much easier. But because it, you can spend a lot of time trying to figure things out on your own because there's just so many things. I mean, just, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm a manifesting generator, but there's how many different types are there? Five different types? Five different types. Yeah. 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 And of course we dove into like your chart is so different than someone else who's a manifesting generator, right? Right. And that's no what I think is the same. Exactly. Yeah. So I definitely agree. And I think what I love about my work is that there's also a fresh perspective that I have as a practitioner and I can go deeper with clients in ways that there are blocks that they might not even know they have. So if they just read Mm -hmm. the information on their own, they're like, check, 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 we're good. But what I love is when I can really work with clients and help them, um, you know, see parts of themselves that they may not have noticed, even if they had read about the system. Um, so, of course, I'm biased, but I'm always like, get a reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I agree, though, because it was a lot easier just to get a reading and get really specific on me and my chart instead of trying to figure out everything on my own and it not being really specific towards me, but more in general on the different profiles, energy types, and all that stuff. 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So we have different uh, energy types, authorities, profiles. I mean, when we're trying to look at all those, is there anything specific that we need to think about when we're looking at that? Yeah. So I would say if you're just starting out on your journey, um, just focusing on understanding your energy type and what that means, right? So we can talk a little bit about um, the five different types and mm-hmm. um, I think yeah, it's very helpful. That. Yeah. Cause I think it's really helpful at first to kind of understand more of who you are and how you're meant to work with the world. So mm-hmm. as manifest so manifesting generators and generators those are um two different types the founder of human design places them all under the umbrella of the generator because we're going to have the same um we have something called a defined sacral center that's a super um it's a very important part of the chart that's going to create a manifesting generator or a generator so if you are one of those two types basically you are the life force of the planet is what the founder calls us so we create more energy when we do what we love um, so a really like quick way to start living your design, if you have one of these two types is thinking about, okay, what gives me energy versus what drains my energy? Um, because what's amazing about understanding our energy type is it's so simple. You can think about doing things that you enjoy. It's like so easy, right? It's not like it could be challenging, but you're you're get you're giving more energy to the world you enjoy doing it versus mm. something you don't like, you're zapped, right? Like I always say a generator doing something I don't like for an hour feels like it's been eight hours, like they're tired versus when you're doing something you enjoy, it's like time just flies by. So um, paying attention if that's your energy type, okay, what's draining me? Um, What's adding to my energy? And then reframing what you think you have to do. A lot of generators and manifesting generators, they have a lot of difficulty with the word should. They may have a lot of conditioning around feeling like they have to put everyone else before themselves. Um, And also conditioning around feeling like things have to be really hard. So I think uh, the narrative around business too, right? It's like, okay, business is, you know, it's war and you got to like work really hard and we have to put our energy into it, but that doesn't mean we have to like suffer and make things really difficult. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of generators and manifesting generators have a hard time with that. Um, yeah. But if that's your type, super simple, focus on, okay, what's adding to my energy? What's draining it? How can I focus more on the things that really bring me joy? Um, and that's how you're meant to live in all areas of your life. Um, and then we have our projectors that are about 20% of the population and they're the newest type in human design. They're about um, they're, they came to existence in 1789, and they are really here to be not the doers. So for my projectors, um, they're non-energy beings. So a big thing for the projector is not making yourself feel bad for not being able to go, go, go and do, do, do all the time, because that's not the design of the projector. So a lot of projectors actually find their way to human design because they feel so different. And they're like, okay, how do I make sense of like why it is that I'm having this life experience? Um, so really, the I think more projectors find their way to human design than any other type. Um, and if you are a projector, I always say really valuing yourself, not for like sheer output, but really about 
how you use your guidance and your wisdom in a very unique way to you. So projectors, they have a very unique way of seeing things um, that is so unique to them and that's how they're meant to share their gifts with the world. So if you're a projector, not making yourself feel bad for needing breaks or taking rest um, and focusing on quality over quantity. That's true for everybody, but especially for mm-hmm. projectors. Um, and then we have manifestors. They are about 9% of the population. The founder of human design was a manifestor. And according to the system of human design, almost every king, queen, ruler in the past has been a manifestor. So what's tricky about being a manifestor is that their energy is very polarizing. So they can be very magnetic for some people, but very triggering for others. And that's their design, right? The founder of human design says they have selective auras. Um, So if you find out that you're a manifestor, um, there can be a lot of difficulty because manifestors, um, they can be people pleasers, right? Because growing up, there's a lot of, um, you know, we don't want to be disliked, right? So I think a lot of manifestors kind of develop the idea they have to be for everybody and then they're not being themselves, but then they're not attracting their true audience, right? Um, And I always say what's cool about being a business owner with 7 billion people on the planet is you just need a very small audience to be successful. (laughs) So the more that you can really embody who you are, the more you can find those very you know, those very authentic customers, even if a lot of people aren't going to be attracted to your business, that's okay. So for if you find out you're a manifester, I always say start with deconditioning any people pleasing tendencies in really honing your unique voice. Um, Because the manifester always has a lot of connection to the throat chakra in the human design chart. So self-expression, communicating through the throat. Um, For my manifestors, it's about really showing up as who you are and ignoring anyone that doesn't bite and doesn't like your work and focusing on that authentic audience. Um, And then lastly, we have the reflector. Uh, And the reflectors are less than 1% of the population. They're very rare. Um, But if you find out that you're a reflector, uh, I say, you know, really take some time to let that information sink in and understand what that means. And then reflectors are very energetically sensitive beings. Um, They have all of their energy centers undefined. So um, you, when you see your chart, you'll understand more of what this means. But anywhere we're open energetically is where we're taking on energy from the outside world. So if you're a reflector, you're taking an energy from everywhere. And the important part of being a reflector, I think, is seeing your sensitivity as really a superpower, um, but then also being very discerning about who you spend your time with, where you spend your time, and um, being very careful and making sure that you're putting yourself in supportive environments, spending time with very supportive people, um, and being unapologetic about how sensitive you are, because it's actually the way you're meant to share your gifts with the world. So um, that's where I would say you should start if you find out you're a reflector. And I hope uh, for those who are listening now, um, if any of this resonated with you know either one of these energy types, um, just go and get your chart and start checking this out because it's really amazing once you start digging into it. Uh, but you mentioned defined and undefined. That's something that's easily explainable if you're looking at charts. So maybe just quickly tell people what that means when you're looking at the yeah. chart. Definitely. Uh, So when you see your chart, there's going to be those nine different energy centers and they'll either be colored in or they will be white. And that means they're either defined or undefined. So if a center is defined in your chart, that means that that's where you have your own set energy and everything is like a strength. I don't really think that anything is good or bad in human design. Yeah. It's just Um, how you view it or reframe it. Exactly how you perceive it, which is like kind of true for for everything, but especially in your chart, you don't want to think, okay, where I'm undefined, 
I'm weak and where I'm defined, I'm strong. No, it's mostly about understanding, okay, if I'm defined here, I have my own energy. If I'm undefined, that's actually where I'm going to be taking in energy from the outside world. So what's amazing about this is just kind of like playing to our strengths. Um, So some people have like the, there's two energy centers in our head. Some people have those defined, some people have those undefined. So especially like if you have those two centers undefined versus you have a lot of your lower energy centers defined, that's so powerful because if we're listening to our mind and we have an open mind and head center, that's probably probably not even our own our own thoughts right because we're picking up so much conditioning thinking from the outside world versus let's say for example you're a manifesting generator and you're in your guts defined so if we're not listening to our gut versus we're listening to all of our thoughts we're actually not really listening to ourselves right Mm-hmm. But the reverse might be true. Maybe your head center is defined. Maybe all of your lower centers are defined. Maybe you're what's called a mental projector. So yeah, it's basically where you have your own set energy versus where you take on energy from the outside world. Yeah. And all of this kind of just helps you to realize what you should be listening to, you know, whether it's the gut or the head or... I mean, it's just helping you to understand how you function. Exactly. Yes. And I always say too, like I have what's called an undefined spleen, right? Which is um, the instinctual center. So even for someone like me, like my instincts are not always right. Honestly, they're not. So I had had a lot of experience where my instincts, like, like I would meet someone and be like, oh, no, 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 like, no, like no potential there. And then we're best friends six months later. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, this, this makes sense. Um, so even just that alone, it's like, trust your instincts. It's like, for me, that's not always the case. Like, I'm a trust your gut kind of person versus mm. some projectors, their uh, authority might be their instincts. And they're not going to be a trust their gut type person. So just like you said, it's just helping you know, like, okay, this is what works for me. And now I know I can follow that. And it just creates so much self-trust. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah. Um, so let's switch over to, uh, what's it called again? The, um, the authority that you have yes. the different authorities. Let's jump mm-hmm. into that. Yeah. So authority, like I was saying, is how you make decisions. And this is going to be very unique depending on your chart um, and the centers that you have defined. So um, the biggest part of the authority, though, is whether you're an emotional authority or not. So mm. about half of the world is going to be what's called an emotional authority. And what's really amazing is human design creates either an emotional or a non-emotional. So my emotionals will always have an emotional authority. And this means that you have a very set emotional wave. Your emotions are going to be always in flux and ever changing. And it doesn't matter what's happening in the external world. So what's tricky about being an emotional is that uh, you might feel like there's something wrong with you because if you feel a certain way, but nothing's happened to trigger that emotion, you may just be perpetually confused by your own em- emotional state. Um, mm-hmm. But that's exactly your design. So the emotional might wake up sad for no reason, might be happy for no reason, always changing. But for my emotionals, you're actually not designed to make decisions in the moment because depending on where you're at um on your emotional wave, that could influence the decision that you're making. But then you might feel totally differently the next day. So um, I always give the example of one of my best friends is an emotional manifester. And so is her partner. And her partner was always saying yes to job opportunities, like in the moment. And then a month later being like, oh my God, like, what did I get myself (laughs) into? And I was like, look, you have to stop doing that. That's like, just not your style. And um, if you're an emotional, really saying, you know, thank 
thank you so much for this opportunity. Let me think on that. You always want to give yourself time to sleep on a decision and then see how you feel when you're not charged by however you may be feeling in the moment. So really taking a step back, revisiting that the next day, that is key for the emotional authority. And that's just how a lot of people are going to make decisions. So Mm -hmm. I like to point that out because I think we have um, like decisiveness. We can think means having to make decisions in the moment, but that's just not true for a lot of people and understanding that you can still be decisive and still be an excellent boss um, and business owner, even if you need to take time with your decisions. Um, So that's one major authority. And then um, we have a sacral authority. So those are going to be in the moment decision makers. I'm a sacral authority. I'm a non-emotional. So for anyone who's not emotional, you are non-emotional. And that basically means that you don't have a set emotional wave. You're actually designed to be neutral and feel very strongly the emotions of other people because you're going to be undefined here. You're going to pick up on those emotions. But I always say for my non-emotionals, feelings are not facts because oftentimes our emotions, they aren't even our own. Um, So this is really important to understand too. Like I'm a non-emotional and that was just like the most liberating thing because I feel a lot of things, but they're not mine. And I would be confused sometimes because I would be like, wait, I was fine 45 minutes ago. What happened? And I'll notice Mm -hmm. like I had a conversation with a friend that felt a certain way. I picked up on that emotion, thought it was my own, but with awareness, I can release that. So uh, for my non-emotionals, you're going to have a different authority, whether that be sacral, like I said, in the moment decision makers, you may have a splenic authority, projectors, we have different authorities. You could have um, G-Center, mental. Um, So yeah, it's very layered, the authority, but it's so incredibly helpful because it just tells you how you're meant to make decisions. Yeah. And I think in a funny way, it kind of makes you feel normal <laughs> in a yes, sense because it's like, exactly. Huh, okay. So this is where I'm supposed to be or not supposed to be, but this is, this is normal in a sense because you always felt like what's wrong with me, you know, but it's nothing yeah, wrong with you. Exactly. Yeah. And I think some people like maybe don't feel that way, but I definitely felt that way before I found human design. I was like, what is my mm-hmm. deal? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. what is happening? Um, and I completely agree. Yeah. It's like nothing's wrong. You're just honoring your process. Exactly. Yeah. And like you said, there's tons of different authorities. So people can definitely look into that a little bit more. But um, yeah. next thing is probably profiles. Is that like the next thing we'll yeah. look at? Yes. Um, I, the profile is very informative too. And the profile Mm -hmm. is the personality type. So the founder of human design calls it the costume of your design. So the profile is two different numbers. Um, so do you, do you remember what, what yours is? You're a, you're a one three. It was one three, I think. Um, Yeah. I think you're a one three. Here so I can check, but, um, yeah, one three. Okay, cool. So um, yeah, two different numbers. So you're one three, I'm a five one. So you're going to see these two different numbers. And basically, both of these numbers create your personality type. But one, the internal number is on what's called the conscious side of the chart. The external number is more on the unconscious side of the chart. So basically, when you see your profile, you may be a little bit more intimately familiar with the internal number, because that's more of how you consciously perceive yourself. The external number is how others might see you, but both of them are really important. We want to live into both parts of our profile. Um, And so basically, um, each number is going to mean something different. So there's six different numbers of the profile. Um, So there's so many combinations. You could be a a (laughs) 6-2, a 2-5, like all these different numbers. Let's just go Um, through everyone, shall we? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, No, just kidding. (laughs) 
Oh, okay. But, I was like, we, we no, can. Um, no, but just uh, briefly explain a little bit more about it, you know, the different numbers. Yeah, for sure. So um, the one is what we call, so the, actually the first three numbers are like kind of your learning style. So the one three mm -hmm. is the only profile that has both numbers within the first three. So every other profile is going to have one of the first three numbers and then one of the last three numbers. Um, so it's kind of like your your learning style and the way you're meant to uh, take in information. So the one is the investigator. Ones are here to do a lot of research. They love to just absorb information. Um, and you probably know you're a one if you like have to Google everything the moment you learn about it. Um, so as a five one, like this is the story of my life. Mm -hmm. And we're naturally super curious. Um, and yeah, ones love information. They're like, give me the books, give me the podcasts. Um, twos are actually, so the founder of human design calls them the hermit, but that's a little bit like not the best connotation. So um, my mentor renamed the twos the natural. So twos are naturally really good at a lot of things. I tell a lot of twos that like, they probably could do what they're doing without ever have needing to go to school, but they just went to school because like, that's the thing that, that yeah. you do. Um, but twos are very naturally good at things. They need time though by themselves. So this is where the hermit element comes in. Twos need their own space and time, especially when they're learning, especially when they're kind of studying or honing their craft. They need to be in a space where they are undisturbed and they do need time to kind of hermit. It's not a bad thing. It's just how they are. So I always say the more twos can be unapologetic about needing that time and that space. It helps them feel a lot more accepting and helps others understand why they may need that time alone. Um, I always give the example. One of my best friends is a two four and she's getting her PhD online right now because of the pandemic. And mm -hmm. she's like, I just closed my office. No one can come in. I don't want to be bothered please don't ask me questions. I'm like, this is the most two thing that's ever been said. <laughs> like twos are just like, leave me to myself. Um, and that's their process. Um, and then threes are the great life experimenters. So threes need to do in order to learn. So what's cool about the one three, right, is that you have both of these numbers kind of playing off each other. So we talked about this, but you need to like, find the balance between doing the reading about the things, but then you have to go and do the things. Mm. Both of them are very important. But let's say you're like a three five or you're a six three three six. Um, you actually want to start just by doing. So if the three is the only lower number in your profile, you really want to be unapologetic about being that person who's like, put me in, even when I know nothing. I just need to kind of mess around, see what sticks, see what doesn't. That's the process for the three, and really deconditioning anything about failure because threes they just have to like totally throw themselves into the process. That's how they learn. Um, that's just crucial for them. Um, and then my fours, um, they, you are what we call the opportunists. So fours are, um, they're people people, but they're very much about their own people. So for the four, they want to be really immersed in their community and they love to work with their community and their network, um, but they may not really like to work with people they don't know. So if you have a four in your profile and you're a business owner, you're going to love referrals. Um, you're going to love Love just like working with people who you already know. Like if you need your website built, just see if tap your network, see if someone has a developer they've already worked with. That feels so natural for the four. They're never going to want to be that person who's like, let me work with a bunch of strangers, <laughs> whether that be clients or people you're 
inviting yourself to work with. Fours love their community um, and their network of people. And then fives are like the universal people number. So fives are a lot more comfortable um, working with people they don't know. Like they kind of love talking to strangers, I say sometimes. Like I joke like I'm a five and I love like talking to people on airplanes, like coffee shops, like that's very much my style. Um, And so fives are also very... Uh, like they're kind of like the save the day number. Fives really want to solve problems. They love to help people, but they also can feel a tremendous amount of shame if they can't help everyone. So if you have a five in your profile and you're a business owner, I always say it's really important that you're not taking responsibility for the results of the client because the five like wants to put on their cape, save everyone, take responsibility for everyone, and not just ultimately we can't do that as fives. So if you have a five, um, know that you're going to want to help people. You're going to want to solve problems, but don't make it your responsibility to solve everyone's problems because we ultimately can't do that. Um, and then my six, the six is such a cool number because it's the only profile number that transitions. So if you have a six, you actually spend about the first 30 years of your life up until your Saturn return, uh, which is a big astrological event where basically Saturn returns to the same house and sign it was in when you were born happens anywhere from 27 to 30. Um, so if you do have a six in your profile, you may have felt a big shift happen around your thirties. And then you'll actually have a second one around when the midlife crisis happens, um, which is very interesting. But basically if you have a six, um, the first 30 years of your life or so are about collecting lots of information because you're a three. So you're experimenting with life, you're playing with life. But then once you become a six, the six is really about um, being an authority figure and sharing your wisdom and sharing your knowledge. Sixes are so much about um, teaching others, empowering others, um, and wanting to kind of be a role model. So um, yeah, if you do have a six, I think it's also about owning your knowledge and owning your wisdom because uh, a lot of sixes know more than they think they do because they spent so many of their years of, of their lives as a three. And so they're really here to then take all of that wisdom and channel that into being the authority that they are now. So um, yeah, sixes are, it's, it's just an amazing number as well, but they're all very cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I hope that everybody who's listening is that they can see how, you know, knowing all this stuff can really help you fast track, uh, you know, your life and your business just to make it as good as possible can. I mean, you don't have to deal with all of the yeah boring stuff in your life when you really can own in on this. Yeah, and I always say like being a uh, like owning a business, like living a powerful life, is I think about self understanding and ultimately self acceptance, right? Because if we're mm-hmm. fighting ourselves, they're like that just doesn't feel good. So yeah, I just obviously I'm obsessed with human design, but I'm like it's just about being a happier, more like unconditionally self accepting and loving person and that's when like your business grows because you're like yeah i'm gonna do it my way no Mm -hmm. apologies um and yeah it's just very very powerful yeah because i think the problem is that you get so many inputs from the outside world of people telling you you need to do this you need to do that but in reality there's only one way to do it and and that's your way to do it which human design will help you to realize what that way is Yeah. And actually, like, if I could expand on this quickly, like, I feel really, really strongly about this, because like, we both I love James Webb more, like, he's an amazing 
person. But even some of the things I noticed that he says, like I naturally am like, okay, well, we do have to think about who that might work for, but who that might not work for, mm-hmm. right? So there's actually a part of the chart that does talk about how structured you're meant to be. And some people are really not meant to have a lot of structure. They're not yeah. meant to be even strategic in their business. It just doesn't really work for them. So they're not meant to make a business plan, honestly. <laughs> and for <laughs> a lot of people, they fight that because there's, you know, everything is about, okay, well, make your business plan. Like, who is your niche? What are your offerings? How much, like, and it's so structured. And like, for example, for me, I'm the total opposite. And actually my human design business took off when I stopped trying to do any of that. When like, Mm -hmm. I joke, my business strategy is like, show up with an open heart (laughs) and that's it. And that works really powerfully for me. But someone like yourself, like structure is more helpful for you, right? So Mm -hmm. you want to see, okay, because some people I see their charts and I'm like, oh my God, like make a plan. But they actually have been taught that they have to be very go with flow, but that actually doesn't work for them. So it really is so powerful because you can like weed through all of the knowledge and be like, this is what works for me. This is what doesn't. So there's no Mm -hmm. one way for everybody. And if you're trying something and it's not working, it may not be you, right? You may just be doing something that's not going to be the most effective way for you to run your business. Yeah. Well, that's so well put. I love that. Really do. Yeah. But um, I mean, I feel like human design fits into you know, other stuff like Maya Briggs and the Anagram and all that stuff. How do you see those things in terms of human design? Is there any correlations with between these things? Yeah. So I'm, um, since I'm so spiritual now, like I think about how we're all created by like the universal creator, right? Or source energy. And so I like to see the overlays sometimes about like, you know, like if someone has this in their chart, like what's their Enneagram. But the difference is that tests like the Enneagram and the Myers-Briggs, I think they're very influenced because we're taking the test, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not that those questions that you for yeah, sure. Need to yeah. And I'm, yeah. And I've taken the Myers-Briggs twice and like I get different results because I'm like, what kind <laughs> yeah, of day is it? Same. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So um, it's not that I don't think those tests have value. I think they do. And you have Absolutely. to listen to what what sparks joy within you, right? What makes you feel good? Follow your authority, right? Some people, they can't get enough of the Myers-Briggs. It's like amazing read about that. But I think the difference is human design is found with the exact birth information that you have. So I always say the chart doesn't lie because it is what it is, no matter how we might feel or think about it. So the major difference is like, this is determined by your birth time. Those tests are determined by how you perceive yourself. Mm. Um, So I think sometimes there can be overlap, especially if you're super self-aware and you're taking that test with like a lot of honesty with self. Um, but I don't look at the overlay so much just because of that, that difference of birth time versus not with your birth time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Cause I've done both of these tests and yeah, I can see that there's some things that I can see myself in, but it's like you said, you know, it's you answering those questions and it's based on your reality, I guess, or how you perceive yourself. So it's not really, yeah, I guess it's not really that scientific in a sense. Yeah. And I, it's funny because I looked a little bit into the Enneagram um, and I was having like my sisters take it just like on my phone right next to me. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. I think on this, meanwhile, in my head, I was and like, you. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, I put a totally <laughs> different answer for you, but I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. So it's true. It's like our reality and like how we see ourselves, which is like kind of tricky. So again, not that they can't add value. It's just like, it's such a different system. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I have to say, though, I do prefer the human design because it gets so specific on you and 
yeah, I think that's what's yeah. so good about it because you don't answer some questions and base it on your reality, but it's something that's not, yeah, it's totally something different. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, um, and if you're, if yeah, you're open sure. to it, do you want to share just because I always love to hear as a practitioner, like ways that you've started implementing your design and changes that you've seen? Uh, so far, I haven't implemented that much. I needed to, well, after our call uh, or reading, I needed to kind of go through it all. I did get out, got a transcript of it just to kind of sift through Being it. Being a one see. three. <laughs> yeah. So you had to get all the Make sure I go again. through it all. And I basically, I guess I created some kind of a guide so that I took out all the things that we talked about. Um, and then I kind of just make sure that I got all of the pieces that I wanted to make sure that I can go back to and take a look at and just like remind myself of this is who I am. Yes. So that's kind of what I've, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. But yeah. you know, as time goes by now, I would obviously start looking at this and going through it, you know, maybe on a daily basis, just, okay, this is how I need to do it. This is how I work. This is how I best can get the most out of this. Absolutely. Yeah. And as I mentioned with the one, three, not getting stuck in like the fact phase, mm-hmm. but now moving into the implementation phase. Yeah. So I love that you did that because that's very aligned for you. And then, yeah, you can start putting those, um, that information into action. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we touched on the most important things. Is there anything else that you feel like we should, um, be talking about? I know there's the couple of arrows on the chart, like they're pointing left and they're pointing right on top of the, the head space right there. Yeah. Um, what kind of meaning do they have? Yeah. So uh, the arrows are a really cool part of the chart and they either point to the right or the left. And so uh, what's interesting is that the founder of human design talks about big paradigm shifts. So one happened in 1789 when projectors came into existence. We actually moved to a more left facing world. Um, So left arrows are about structure, discipline. They're a little bit more representative of the divine masculine. They're more about um, this, not rigidity, but kind of. And if you think about it, think of all of the structures we've put in place since 1789, even with the creation of, you know, institutions and government and banking systems and all of these things very left, right? Um, So that's what the left arrows mean. But right-facing arrows are more divine feminine. They're more about um, going with the flow. I think of it as like keeping an open palm to the universe, much more relaxed. Mm -hmm. And um, we're moving 2027, according to the founder, will mark the big shift that will indicate we're going to move toward more right-facing arrows. We're going to have 11 centered beings, apparently, which will be really cool. Um, So big shifts. um, But basically with the arrows, each one means something different. Um, Mm -hmm. There's one about discipline, one about routine, one about manifestation, and one about process or strategy. So with these arrows, you can kind of think about, okay, um, like with the example of routine, right? Some people, the way I describe it is like having a routine actually makes you feel more free because when Mm -hmm. you look at your calendar and you know what's happening, you feel so free because you're like, oh my God, this is when I do this, this, and this. For some people, it's the opposite effect, right? They make a schedule and they're like, oh, like their body like contracts. I'm one of those people. (laughs) So anytime I see like a routine, it just like, it does not feel good. It feels the opposite of freedom. What's freeing for me 
is being like, wow, I can do these things whenever I want to do them. So I always say with people like that, maybe make like a weekly to-do list, and then you can choose to do those things when it feels aligned. Um, cause that routine is not going to be as, as helpful. So that's what the errors can show you. Um, and they're so, they're so informative and I just love them. Yeah. And I think the things we've talked about is the easy in the sense of uh, human design, you know, that you can find out very easily, but there's also, uh, on both the left and right uh, side of this chart, there's like, uh, as design personality, and there's a lot of numbers and a lot of signs. Uh, what are those? I don't, I know we didn't even talk about this on the reading, but just if there's an easy way to explain, you know, what it is, um, what its meaning is. Yeah. So we would have talked about them in the reading because the numbers on the side correspond to all of the lines in the chart. So when you, the gates and the channels, right? So mm -hmm. when you look at the chart, there's like a bunch of lines running between the energy centers. And when they connect to energy centers, they create a channel. But if you just have um, the line highlighted, that means that you have a gate there. And so all of those come from a text called the I Ching. Um, they're basically representative of like the 64 energies of the universe and the 64 people say chromosomes that we have, which is really interesting. Hmm. Um, but basically they all represent different energies. And so when you have them in your chart, they just tell you different things that they're like natural energetic gifts that you have present in your aura. And so um, that's actually where like the meat of the chart is in my in my understanding of human design, because there's so much knowledge and information there. So um, I know, like we talked about one of your lines, um, mm. like you being the the truth teller, right? Did we go over that? Yeah. Yeah. So that's made up of two numbers, right? So 34 to the 20, they're energies that create this fantastic channel on your chart. So for you, this talks about a gift that you have about being someone who can very charismatically tell the truth and, you know, use your throat in this powerful way. So that's just an example of a gift that you have, that I know that you have because of this energy present in your chart versus mm -hmm. I don't have that. So like I give the example of like my sister has this. I don't know if we talked about this, but she's someone who can like really tell the truth about things happening in our family. And everyone is like, wow, I'm so glad you said that versus like, if I try to do that, chaos ensues. Like it just doesn't work. It's not my <laughs> gift. I do not try to do it. Um, so the gates and the channels and all of the numbers on the side of the chart, those are showing you energies that you were born, uh, born to express because they're naturally present in your aura. Um, so yeah, that's what all of the, the numbers on the sides of the chart are about. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I would say, yeah, if you want to figure that out, get a reading <laughs> because that's like, that's where you're getting really deep with it. Yeah. And I'm grateful because my human design mentor has actually like made the, the, the gates and the channels like more, I think, understandable. Cause if you look mm -hmm. them up, it's like, Hmm, I have no idea what this is trying to tell me about myself. Um, yeah. so that's great. If you do get a reading, we can talk more about like your specific gifts. Um, which is honestly probably my favorite part of the chart to share with people. Cause it's, it's very like people know they're good at these things, but sometimes it's just like so good to hear it and very validating to, to put words to what your, your gifts are. Yeah. And I think that's very true that what you say is everything that you 
you know, get to know through human design is kind of validating who you feel like you really are. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, anything that we haven't touched upon that you feel like we should touch upon? No, I think we covered think, it all. Yeah. yeah. I think we covered yeah. a lot. Um, and I hope really people who are listening on this now really understand that this is something that's really interesting and it can really help you. Even if it, you think it's a little bit woo, just check it out and just see what comes up. And if it resonates with you, dive deeper. If not, just let it go and do something else. Exactly. Yeah. Listen to your body. If it resonates, you'll know. And then trust that as a as a sign to dive deeper. Yeah, exactly. Um, where can people learn a little bit more about you, what you do, and you know the offers that you have? Where can people find you? Yeah, definitely. So um, myhumandesign.com, the website I mentioned for finding your chart, I give readings through that site too. I'm one of my mentors readers. And then my personal website is seannicolem.com. Um, you can also book readings there. I have a blog there. Um, so yeah, you can find me in either place. Mm -hmm. And she's on Instagram as well if you need some oh, yes. extra... <laughs> Stuff. Yes, I forget. Instagram is a newer medium. <laughs> I just recently started using it. So um, yes, underscore Sean Nicole is my handle on Instagram. My name is very common. My Sean Murphy. There's like millions of people named Sean Murphy. So I throw in my middle name. So I'm underscore Sean Nicole on Instagram. You can find me there too. And I post content. Um, and yeah, you can come say hi there. Yes, exactly. Um I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show, talk about human design, share, um, you know, quite a bit actually about human design and how it works and yeah, diving a little bit into the different energy, energy types, authorities, all that stuff. So thank you so much for the time. Of course. Thank you for having me and giving me an opportunity to share what I love. I appreciate it. No problem. And thank you to everybody who's listening in and we'll continue uh, next week. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.